0: You're listening to another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. Here's your host, DB. Welcome back to Boss Babe in the Man Cave. My name is Dion, and this week we have another special guest we are staying in the AFC East, and we are going to talk with a Buffalo Bills fan. So to my guest, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are, how long you've been a fan of the Bills, what got you into Bills football, just anything to show your appreciation for the team.
1: All right. Well, first of all, Dan, thanks for having me on. My name is Chris, Chris Morgan. And I'm not a fan of the Bills. I am a member of the Bills Mafia. So I've
0: been
1: been a part of the Bills Mafia since 19, I'd say 90, 91. It was definitely that first Super Bowls, the Giants-Bills Super Bowl. I've grown up, you know, I was born in New York. So my whole family is Giants and Jets fans. So I think I was nine, ten years old that first Super Bowl. So when they were playing, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I want to go for that other team. So I, I rooted for the Bills. Of course, everyone knows mm-hmm. they should have won. A little missed field goal, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. Yes. But yes. so they lost that, that year. And I said, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for this team. And then they were good again the next year. And they went back to the Super Bowl and lost that one. There you go. And then again. <laughs> and then again. But, you know, I, ever since yeah. then, I've been—I I've just been glued to them. I love them. I've, I've just – I can't get away from them. <laughs> so. That's
0: good. Now, did, is there anybody else in your family that joins you um, on a member of the Bills Mafia? Or was this kind of you by yourself for a little while? So,
1: I don't remember when I was younger my mom being a member. But she is a full-fledged oh. Bills Mafia member along with okay. a, a few cousins – and then the weird thing mm-hmm. is, so again, I was born in New York, but we live in Florida now. And I, yeah. I have three of my best friends who we didn't grow up together. We met as more of a, as adults. They're also mm-hmm. Bills fans. So it was just, you know, there's Bills Mafia members everywhere. We're, we're everywhere.
0: That's, hey, you got to infiltrate the system somehow. Yes,
1: of course, of course. <laughs>
0: that's awesome and of course uh you being in the AFC East there's lots to talk about there's uh, you're always chasing something um and last season if we can get into last season a little bit you guys record was six and ten yeah I remember so (laughs) yes I believe we watched the game together uh one of the games. I think I came over and watched one of the games last year with yeah. you. I remember yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I was hoping like the satellite would have went out during that game because it wasn't a good outcome for me.
0: <laughs> not at all, but it's okay. It's all right. The the Patriots' time will soon be yeah. over.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, not with the uh not with them signing Brady for another couple more years. I was like, are you kidding me?
0: Can we ever get a
1: catch That's a break?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is true i i say i give him uh i give him one more super bowl and i think he'll officially retire the cleats and walk off the field i think i don't know that he'll go to the super bowl several more years but if he does make it to one more i think that's the the tipping point yeah. for yeah. him definitely well, i hope so uh yeah <laughs> everyone the whole league yeah. I hope so <laughs> Max Kellerman has to be right one time. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, last season, you guys were 6-10, and 10, and there were a lot of points where I even felt the Bills had it and then just kind of lost it towards the end there. So, what must they do to improve this season in 2019?
1: So, last year, our defense was solid. I think we had – we well we gave up the least amount of points in the league. But – so, obviously, yeah. our offense – has to improve like there's no question about it i think we were number mm-hmm. 30 out of 32 in the league and we scored like 16 points a game so really you can't win yeah. scoring 16 points a game and
0: exactly. and obviously
1: that's all gonna depend on josh allen and where he's at and his development i mean i
0: mm-hmm. i liked
1: him coming out of college i still like him i i liked him over tyron taylor and a lot of people like tyron mm-hmm. taylor but you know i like josh Allen's size arm strength his mobility but he's i mean he just doesn't complete a- enough passes yet and he's still young so i'm not i'm not like already ready to cast him aside but you know right he's he was in the 50 50 completion percentage which is not very good in the nfl you've got to get in the 60s and up so don't i mean he's got to exactly. get better with that he and he's also he threw a lot of interceptions too. Threw a lot of interceptions, and he only mm-hmm. played eleven games, and I think he threw mm-hmm. twelve interceptions. So I mean, that's that's you know you can do the math there. That's borderline pretty ridiculous. So,
0: right, yeah. yeah. And I think those points are good too because um, I think the Bills, based of, based on the AFC East, I feel like the Bills had definitely the opportunity to kind of contend for a higher spot, Um, obviously going against the Finns and the Jets as well too. But I feel like they have what it takes to kind of be a lot better. It's just those completions percentages, like you said, the offense has to score um, because you guys are right. Your defense was awesome. And even when you guys play us, like your defense played neck and neck till about the third quarter, then it was kind Mm -hmm. of a wrap, but um, they have to score because, Points, as you as you can see, even in the last Super Bowl, points are what get you to win the game. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter how good your defense, yeah. but you have. To well, score. this is a and this is a passing league. I mean, this is you should be exactly. able to complete
1: sixty percent of your passes. You should throw, you know, 20-25 touchdowns a year. I mean, easily. These are things that should be done, and he just couldn't do them. Now, granted, like I said, he only played eleven games uh, with injury mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. We're just looking for him this year to just take that step forward and be be one of those next top-tier quarterbacks. I don't know if he'll be Tom Brady, but, you know, if he can be mm-hmm. in the realm of, of, you know, that next-tier quarterback, you know, we should be all right. So, I mean, we made the playoffs two years ago with yeah. Tyron Taylor, yeah. who Tyron Taylor is a nice, nice backup quarterback. You know, he had flashes, right. but he just is not the guy to lead a team. And we made the playoffs with him. So, thinking now if Josh Allen could just develop, our defense could stay solid because Coach McDermott is a defensive guy, we can continue to, you know, make runs at the playoffs. So And eventually, exactly. eventually dethrone these Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. I
0: mean, eventually. It might be five, ten years from now, but it's yeah, eventually. I, I, It'll happen. I can't, can't wait that long.
1: I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> I mean, just to make the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I think I've yeah. waited
1: since – I think it was 96 was the last time. I think that's what it was.
0: was yeah. Playoffs. Yeah. So, 2017. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. So we, and, I, that's and, a- and to be honest, I'll never forget that night. When we watched those. We watched that game, and, uh, and then when they won, we had to watch um, the Bengals game, and, and they pulled it out. And-
0: right. Sure, yes. Except- I remember that, yeah. too. And I'm not
1: going <laughs> to tell you that there was not tears flowing at my house people were hugging and crying <laughs> it was awesome it was amazing
0: there's always tears when a team makes playoffs I, it doesn't matter I don't think it really matters who you are and how it happens like if you can get into that playoff spot and not be not the lost teams obviously but if you can make that playoff spot I cry at every great oh, game yes. right. but it was
1: it was just that extra special you know finally got over the hump and then the. I, I still have the video saved on my phone of the of the whole team watching in the locker room, waiting to find out, and they found out. Yeah. and yes. their kids up in the air and they're crying. Like yes. I still, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. it was it was amazing?
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And see, that's what that separates the real, true—I should say—Bill Mafia from just Bills fans. If you, if we're being yeah. honest, those are the people that ride and died with the team since yeah. the beginning, and they're ready for oh, yeah. anything. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But, yeah, like I said, we got just offense has to get better. I mean, even our rushing attack Mm -hmm. was actually pretty good. I mean, we were in the top Mm ten, but it was Josh Allen led our team at rushing. So, that tells you that he he was either, A, running for his life on broken plays, Mm -hmm. or we just had nothing else going. (laughs) You know what I mean? So
0: Exactly. Now, do you feel like the head coach has anything to do with the way that – especially this team is run because if you look in the afc east you have bill belichick who's very defensive minded ryan flores who came from the patriots and is in his first year coaching the Finns, he's also defensively minded um adam Gase, he's the only offensively minded uh, head coach right now in the afc east mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens with the jets but sean mcdermott do you feel like he can improve on certain things to help because obviously the defense is very, very solid. We've seen that over the, you know, the past couple of years with him as head coach. Yeah. Do you feel like he has anything to do with the offense not being as solid as it could be or what are your thoughts on that? No,
1: I, I, I mean, he, again, you said he's a defensive minded guy. So he, he's mm-hmm. had, you know, he had a coordinator before, you know, now we have Brian Dayball, which, you know, he came from Alabama. He, he was onto that tutelage uh-huh. with Mike Saban. So You just feel like now he's gonna get, you know, he's got to get those right pieces, and that's that's part of it too. is just having the right pieces. You gotta have the right players. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, you can't. You know, like I said, Tyron Taylor was a nice backup quarterback, but now we're hoping that Mm -hmm. Josh Allen can turn into that guy who's a true number one quarterback. And and also we we've never had a number one receiver. And even in this league now, you really don't need a number one. Like the Patriots usually never have a true number one. They usually have, you know,
0: it, it's whoever's number is being called. Yeah. Honestly, they you, you don't even know on any given Sunday who's going to be the person that they're going to, besides Gronk. But now he's retired, yeah. So, but
1: but you the know. Bills even at receiver, I mean, last season we were looking at, you know, former mailmen and UPS drivers as you know, and we were calling people <laughs> every week exactly. to fill in, and kick return exactly. guys were playing receiver and. So, you know, this year, mm-hmm. I, I just have a feeling that we're going to take that next step. Is it going to be a playoff run? I'm not sure because, you know, the uh, looking at the schedule, the schedule is going to be tough. So, But, you know, just the, right. just I like to see improvement. I like to see us improving every year. We did some things with the cap mm-hmm. this year and we we're able to go after some free agents, you know. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. looking for with this team is just keep making that next step. And then if we could sneak into the playoffs or just get right there, get close and then keep building on it, that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's really key because like you said, the offense has to be have the most improvement on the team this year, this season for them to, I think, really advance themselves forward. So with that being said, your biggest need, what do you think your biggest need was in the draft this year?
1: So just being a fan, I always when I when it comes mm-hmm. to the draft I always look for them to do you know I always look for the big splash so you want that right huge receiver the running back the quarterback somebody who's going to make an impact so I was I was hoping for a receiver every I think I want a receiver every year just cuz I think that <laughs> that guy makes such a big difference but the good thing is I'm not right. in the room with them when they're <laughs> drafting so Right. but we did because of the receivers we had last year we did have a need at wide receiver but we ended up in free agency picking up John Brown and then Cole Beasley but we what right. we really needed to do was fortify our offensive line so we ended up drafting Cody Ford which is an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and we used we got him in the second round and then some people behind him like we needed running backs so we got uh Devin Singletary from Florida because mm-hmm. right now we have a group of senior citizens playing running back. <laughs>
0: exactly. And then we, we,
1: we also were in desperate need of a tight end. So we drafted Dawson Knox, who a lot of people compared him to like Kyle Rudolph when he was coming out of Mississippi, because we, we ended yes. up finally releasing Charles Clay after paying him, you know, three gazillion dollars and him not performing. So
0: <laughs> Team Two cannot do anything.
1: Yes. yes. And I used to think when he when we got him from Miami, I, was, I I used to call him big play Clay, And then he just, that play mm-hmm. just never, just never quite showed up. So.
0: <laughs> then he turned into big play, not today. Yeah, was <laughs> just,
1: he was just never, I don't even know if he's still in the league, to be honest with you. And he just seemed like he, he seemed like he had the tools and I just never, it just never quite came to fruition. I just don't understand what happened with him, but nonetheless, You know, Mm -hmm. like I said, our offensive line needed some work. So also free agency, we picked up, we, we paid a lot of money for a center. We got Mitch Morse, um, Mm -hmm. which the only problem is he's been, he's been in concussion protocol. So that's, that's, you know, news to come, I guess, down the road. But, and then we also got from the Bengals, Tyler Croft, the tight end. So, I mean, Josh Allen Mm -hmm. should be able to be better than 30th in the league this year, you know, with our offense. I mean, should is the key word.
0: And going into sophomore year, obviously playing with the team, his second year in the league, he's going to see he's he's seen a lot, obviously playing his but he's going to start to see where he gets uh, familiar with the offensive style, uh, familiar with the defense of other teams, obviously within his division and then, you know, playing across um, in the NFC as well, too. He's going to get familiar with those different types. And his O-line, as long as they can protect him, as long as his running backs and receivers can be ready, he just has to advance the ball and get first downs and drive the ball down the field to points, whether that's field goals or touchdowns. That's the biggest thing that he has to improve on from last year. Yes. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, And, yeah, so even looking at the draft class, and you mentioned uh, several of the players that were picked up, which I think were good and key players for you guys um in your roster needs who do you think looking at the list who do you think is your favorite rookie draft from this for the season and I know obviously we haven't seen very much of them Mm -hmm. yet besides preseason game but who do you think who is your favorite coming out of the
1: draft well um, well for me it's between two guys I like Devin Singletary the running back again out of Florida But if I had to pick an absolute Mm -hmm. favorite, it would have to be our first round draft break defensive tackle at Oliver. I mean, first of all, this guy, so coach McDermott, he loves good character guys. He, that's his big thing. Character, character, Mm -hmm. character. So this guy at Oliver went to university of Houston and this guy could have went anywhere, anywhere in the country, but decided to go to university Mm -hmm. of Houston because his older brother played there and he was like his mentor. So he wanted to be around his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, And this guy is a beast. I mean, he's 6'1", 290, so he's not like a blob. He's just well put together, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. He's going to take Probably. on a lot of double teams up the middle, um, and he's mm-hmm. going to fill that void of future of our future Hall of Famer, Kyle, Kyle Williams, who retired. So, I mean, yeah. our defense, I feel yeah. like, just got better just adding this guy into it.
0: Absolutely. And just watching. And it's so funny because even watching the draft and watching the guys go in the first round and seeing like that sigh of relief, you know, finally getting that call and going to and especially because the defense was so good from last season and they're just improving upon it this year. I think he's definitely a great fit um, for the Bills as a whole in general. And Sean McDermott, he knows what he's doing when he gets those defensive guys. Yeah, yeah. That's why you guys were solid yeah. last year,
1: and and they've had Kyle Williams has been at practice, and he's been out in the media mm-hmm. saying, I mean, he was like, "This guy is better than me already." Now, obviously, he's going to say that because right. he's he's a good good dude, but he was like, "This guy right. is the truth." So, I mean, just to get that
0: from right. exactly. from
1: a well respected, like I guess, a future Hall of Famer, it, it's it's just nothing but positive could come out of this. So, I'm excited for it, Oliver.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, I was kind of looking at Devin Singletary as one to really watch, especially at the running back position, just because I think um, you guys on the offensive side, if you guys can run the ball, because even remember watching the last couple of years, if you guys can get a solid running guy to really break through, then you have so much more potential that way too, because even though the league is a passing league I do say when you have guys that can run the rock and really be able to break through that first line of defense there, you have – that's the motivation for the team to keep going forward, essentially. And so even watching – I watched a little bit of his film, um, and I said, okay, he's got the right style. He's got – he's pretty decisive once he gets the ball in his hand, so he knows where he's going with everything. So as long as that can translate into obviously playing with the faster tempo, being in the NFL now, you've got bigger guys, you've got veterans, he's got to be able to be elusive. But I think he's got what it takes to definitely develop into somebody to be a good good strong – I don't know if he'll necessarily be starter right away, but he'll be a good strong person. I don't know if they'll put him on second down or third down or whatever, but we'll see how it goes.
1: And the funny thing with him is his combine numbers were awful. Like, he just did himself no yeah. justice at the Combine. People just thought he was below average. But he's one of those guys mm-hmm. that think that, like, his measurables won't be in in a Combine situation. I think it'll be more in game time, just in the first preseason game. And, of course, preseason is is always hard to judge because, you know, some you're playing a lot against a lot of times second, third team, or for guys who aren't going to make the team. But, I mean, many, many of the pundits graded him like an A-plus in his first game. So, I mean – that that's mm-hmm. also yeah uh, just a it's it's something positive to look forward to with that guy
0: right exactly and that i mean and that just contributes to the kind of the the mantra that your team is running this year which is if the offense can get better then we as a unit gets better and then as long as you can keep Uh, Josh Allen on the field that's important they have to be able to convert those second and third down attempts to first down so that they can continue to go down the field and drive the ball towards the end zone so I think he's he's definitely one of the guys to definitely do it considering last season LaShawn McCoy had a career low season
1: it was rough for him last year
0: it was it was hard he was uh he was kind of treading water essentially he wasn't doing anything but treading water
1: I mean he was borderline and he was on the trade trading block at one point or at least rumored to be and I and I can't lie I wasn't hoping they would get some value out of him and trade him because we weren't getting anything out of him and you know I was thinking let's just get a fourth or fifth round back for him because he's probably aging Mm -hmm. and he's I don't know how much he's got left but you know you you hear coaches talking and you hear the other players talking and most of them blame it on the offensive line play. They blame it on, all right, well, you know, they were stacking eight guys in the box because, A, the offensive line mm-hmm. couldn't block anybody, and, B, we had nobody to pass it to. So, you know, you, it's hard to get right. McCoy going. So hopefully, again, this year with some better wide receivers, Josh Allen and uh, another year forward, that we can get him back into mm-hmm. being shady McCoy and getting into space and swing passes and all that that good stuff.
0: Exactly. And so as long as, as long as he can, as long as the O-line can protect, as long as they can feed him the ball, do you think that um, the Bills trust him to lead the running unit and lead the ground game across the board? Or do you feel like some of the newer guys coming in and some of the other guys that they've picked up will essentially take his place and jump him in line?
1: I don't think he'll get jumped in line. I think this will be more of, a by committee this season though i think you know we added frank gore now frank gore is 200 years old so he's not going to get the bulk load of the carries but we added gore we added tj yeldon which to be honest i don't even know if tj Yeldon's going to make the roster he never hasn't looked good yet but and then and then singletary that we spoke of earlier and then I, i guess i can't forget about the the rugby player that we've got christian wade
0: that's yeah. right. That's I mean, the right. Has
1: the, 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 the best rushing average in the league right now with one carry for 65 yards for a touchdown. So you, you really and, can't count him out. But, I mean, I think it'll be definitely by committee, you know, and with those aging legs of, of McCoy and Gore, there's no reason to have them as an every down back. You know, McCoy, exactly. maybe first, first and third or first down and then passing situations because he's got such great hands gore and you know Mm -hmm. gore and short distances goal line and then you know everyone else fills in after that but so i i I don't think he's going to be the workhorse that he once was you know and he doesn't need to be there's no no reason to just try and rush him down after down with with having a little bit of depth in the backfield
0: exactly and and that's the thing when you do have aging backs obviously it takes a lot more for them to recover down after down, like we said before. And I think like them getting uh, Singletary, that's a good key for them to build him up so that he gets comfortable with being more of that every down back, being there, being available, being open, even if it's two out of the four downs or whatever it is, you know, just being able to build him up too, because I'm pretty sure that Frank Gore is going to slowly fade again into the spotlight. And McCoy, if he doesn't improve, He's, a, he's gone as well, too. You know, I, I think that they're going to – they're going to have to build. This has got to be kind of a repair year for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Seeing as they came off lower, um, a lower record last year, they have to repair. Oh, yeah. And who, who, who and, better and for that, a Singletary to learn from than, you know, Frank right? Gore, who's
1: a Hall of Famer, and McCoy, who's exactly. also one of so, the greatest running backs, you know, top 20 running backs of all time. I mean – No better person at least learn from than those two guys.
0: Exactly. And that's probably and you know, that's might be one of the reasons too that they did bring those bring them in to really say, Okay, listen, yes, you might not get as many reps as you have in the past, but you're going to be that training horse for these guys to see what they are capable of doing. And who knows? Whenever you do training under Hall of Fame guys, guys that are in the top 10, top 20 you build players up for success for the future because these guys are young. I mean, they're what, 22, 23? They're just coming into the league now. Like, these guys are ready to make a name for themselves on each of these individual teams. So,
1: And Gore is, I believe Gore was just solely brought in to be a locker room guy. That All people talk about is how Mm -hmm. awesome he is in the locker room. He takes guys under his wing. And, you know, for all McCoy has in the news of stupid stuff that's gone on with him, Right. And all the talk about right. him is the work that he puts in. The guy works his butt off, and he's also a great locker room mm-hmm. guy. Guys love to play with him. So, I mean, those are the kind um, of guys you want your young guys learning from. I mean, McCoy was a captain on our team, and I know that's not something that McDermott takes lightly of picking captains. So, I mean, yeah, right. so – Again, I know he's got all his whatever he had going on in the news, but from from all reports inside the locker room, he's just a great locker room kind of
0: guy, and he works hard. Exactly. And that's important. Again, the leadership – and you said, like McDermott, is a very character-driven head coach. He wants um, people that are going to continue to build that up and build it forward. If that's all he's in there for or that's what he's helping for, then, hey – that might be the motivation the team needs to get better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so looking at the offense, what, what offensive weapons are the keys to a potential playoff run with the Buffalo bills?
1: Well, I think it's probably, like I said earlier, it's going to come down to to Josh Allen and, and Josh Mm -hmm. Allen for me, just like I said earlier, has to complete more passes. He's got to be in that 60% yeah. range. And another thing is he can't yeah. be careless with the ball. So he's – again, he played 11 games. He had 12 interceptions. And and he mm-hmm. had multiple games with multiple interceptions in it. So, I mean, yeah. like I said, there's, there's, there's times where you just got to check down or throw the ball away or even take a sack every once in a while. I mean, instead of throwing <laughs> it away – you know, there's times in the red zone that, you know, throw it away. Don't throw a pick in the red zone. You know what I mean? Like, or right. lift, lift, exactly. get three points. Put some points on the board. And those are the things Josh Allen really needs to to work on. Now, the good thing with right. Allen is he has the ability to take off and run, but hopefully he won't use that like Tyrod Taylor did as his first option. He'll use that as a last right? That way he can last in his league. So,
0: exactly exactly because and i was um kind of discussing this with some people over the last couple of weeks and looking at the league and it's kind of turned a little bit in the quarterback position because we used to have um well a lot of the quarter a lot of the quarterbacks are in the pocket they are wanting to throw they are like we're not i'm not trying to scramble i mean look at the ben rossesburgers the tom brady's they are not trying to go anywhere if they can help oh, it yeah. at oh, all so thank you have these younger guys who coming from college, a lot of them are scramble guys. Like they just want to get out, roll out. I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at just all these different guys who that's their first instinct is, look, if it's not there, I'm just going to run for it. But if you're going to last in this league, like you said earlier, you have to be able to use your other options. You know what I mean? Or realize that there's nothing there. And you said, throw the ball away because it's better to lose a down than to have a pick yeah. six or or anything else, you know, interception, whatever it is, like it's better to move oh, yeah. it down oh,
1: than to. The move. best, I think, example of that is like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can run, yeah. but he's learned yeah. he's learned to slide. He runs out of bounds. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with living to fight another day. You know, right. because I couldn't even tell you who the backup quarterback is in Seattle, and I'm sure no one in Seattle wants to know who the backup quarterback is. <laughs>
0: Exactly, you're right. I was just think I do not no. know who it is. But either. look at Cam,
1: Cam, no Newton. Cam Newton, yeah, likes to run, he's a big dude, so I wouldn't want to tackle him. Mm-hmm. But he's he's right. constantly hurt, so you know, you've got to learn to slide, you got to throw the ball away, go down, you know, live to fight another day.
0: Because, mm-hmm. Aline, the league, the league years, you're really not. You're really not going to see that longevity with a lot of quarterbacks if they continue to do that because once you take off, you're free game. And those defensive men know. Look, I mean, yes, the rules are bent a little bit for quarterbacks. However, um, if they continue to do that, like you said, look at Cam Newton. He's hurt a lot of the time. There's people who they get one little knockout, and then the next thing you know, you got three third-string backup, and that you didn't even know was on the team, and the first place.
1: But what well, the good thing yeah. for for Josh Allen though this year is again better receivers than we've had in the past. I mean, last year, right? I mean, we had guys like Kelvin Benjamin, who is probably the mm-hmm. biggest disappointment, maybe of all time. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a ginormous receiver, but won't go up to get the ball. Won't won't use his big body no. on guys, and it's just right. It was just hard to watch him play. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To, for him to be able to now have John Brown, Cole Beasley, you know, even Zay Jones will be who will be his number three weapon. I mean, he should, again, mm-hmm. be able to make this work, make this offense a lot better than it has been in the past. And then not, not to forget McCoy, who is one of the most sure-handed running backs. So he should mm-hmm. we should have a better passing attack this year.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, I'm excited to see these guys in action as a whole, as a unit together, um, especially seeing Allen coming in for a second year and really being able to have a little bit more control over the offense. I think we'll see how far he can take himself um, with these guys and uh, bringing in, like you said, Cole Beasley. He's one of the guys that I had notated. He's a dynamic weapon for the team for sure. And him being in there will give him a little bit of confidence about, hey, I can go to him. I can go to Frank Gore. I can go to, you know, whoever's in plug-and-play oh, yeah. mode. Oh, with yeah. so, Cole Beasley will
1: give him you know, great guy out of the slot, good underneath routes. Mm-hmm. John Brown gives us a legitimate deep threat. Um, and then again, Shady McCoy coming out of the backfield. It's, we're gonna we're gonna have some weapons this year. We probably don't have that, that big receiver that that Six foot five guy that Antonio Brown that that Julio, but again, right. you know, as long as we can complete some passes, we should be all right.
0: Exactly, and again, like I said, keep Josh. Their their mantra should be keep Josh Allen on the yes. field. Like, yeah. like do yeah. what you have to to keep him on the field. Yeah. Because if you do multiple three and out, three and outs, three and outs, it's like the defense has to work just as hard to get you guys back on the offensive attack.
1: So. Yeah. Again, if he improves, we're going to have a chance because our defense is going to be solid again. And they're going to probably have to carry us again, but we can't score 16 a game. There's no defense that's going to be able to to hold every team under 16 points a game. It's just not possible. Not in the way the league is structured. Not in the way you, know, mm-hmm. you can't touch the receivers people are going to throw for 300 yards a game, every game. So you just have to be able to, you have to be able to score as well. So,
0: Exactly. Exactly. So looking ahead to this season, to 2019, we obviously say that they had to improve. So what I want to do is kind of go over the schedule with you, the 2019 schedule, and I want you to kind of predict what you think is going to happen. And this is, this is your perfect world. So, Bar anything that could happen, bar what you know about it, just think about what would you like the schedule to look like this season, okay? Time. All right, so you start off playing the Jets, so you go to the yeah. Jets for the well, first game. Well, if you game. said in
1: a perfect world, we went 16-0, so you could skip this whole part of it. Right. But <laughs> in, the, in a more real world, the first game at the Jets, I actually believe we could win that game. I think we could start off with okay. a W there.
0: That's good. That's important. Um, And then you stay with your New York brethren and you go kind of around – down the corner across the bridge to the Giants.
1: That's another one. I think the Giants are going to probably be a little bit of a mess this year. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, There might be some early quarterback controversy. So I think we could win that one as well.
0: Yeah, good. I I think the Giants – I think – the Giants are a team that, while they're being talked about a lot in the league, they're really not producing much this no, season. No, so I don't either. Yeah. I think that, and especially with what you said, the quarterback race, like Daniel Jones versus Eli Manning, it's like they got to figure their yeah, life out. Yeah, it's,
1: that that could <laughs> turn a into a, you know, when you have two quarterbacks, a young guy and an older guy like that, I mean, after one game, mm-hmm. you could get that New York crowd just clamoring for – for the next guy. You know, they could lose the first game. Right. Eli could throw three picks, and they're like, nope, out. We're
0: done with them, you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, moving to week three, you guys host the Bengals.
1: So, the Bills play well at home. So, I'm going to go with a win mm-hmm. there. It's early in the season. We're feeling good. Mm-hmm. And by my little count here, we'd be 3-0. and And now feeling good about ourselves. Yep.
0: Right, and then unfortunately, you get your first loss in week
1: <laughs> So I'm going to agree with you with this one.
0: Yes.
1: yes, the Patriots come to town.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, and you know what it is too is, and a lot of teams do this with the Patriots, but I feel like the Bills do this: is we try to do too much when we play the Patriots. We try to outthink. You know, you guys and we try to out trick you guys. Instead of staying with the basics, we get away from what we do and then we end up losing. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. will be a loss. And for I'll
0: be- us. <laughs> And honestly, when you're looking to be honest, when I watch the Patriots play teams, like any of you watch press conferences, anything, Bill Pal- Bill Belichick says the same thing every single time. It's we're on to whatever team we're playing that week. We don't talk about what happened the last time we saw them. We don't talk about what happened three years ago, whatever. They concentrate on that game, what's happening in that moment, and doing that. That's all yeah. they do. There's no like fancy tricks or anything, really, to be honest. And we play you guys pretty close as well, too. Like, the Bills, there's some times where we're like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, down to the wire kind of day, kind of yeah. game, you know, until it gets to the third, fourth quarter. But, yeah, I I, I think people just need to be more simple when the Patriots – come to play whether they play them home or away just be yeah. simple do what they you try to do.
1: out Get, you know belichick. they try to out you know out think mcdaniels and they end up just you mm-hmm. know shooting themselves in the foot
0: exactly it's like first of all tom brady has seen every sort of scheme known to man and so has belichick yeah. so yeah there's no scheme being shown however it's like just play what you know you're good at yeah. you know Do what you know works
1: Yeah, and every time we play them, there's some weird running back who no one's ever heard of who runs for 200 yards that game. So I'm expecting that probably to happen again.
0: (laughs) That's so true. We got to work out the running back order this year. We got some good
1: guys. Yeah, Yeah. you got some guy named Bob, some guy named Todd, and some (laughs) other
0: guys. Literally – like baggers at the local oh, stop yeah. and shop who now yeah. oh, this guy has out. been in the league
1: for 15 years and no one's ever heard of him and then he he yeah. tortures us every single year and to make it even worse after he does that i go pick that guy up in fantasy and then belichick never plays him again <laughs> yeah. well, What was that guy that you guys had that one year i think it was was it was his last name gray it was a couple years ago oh yeah
0: right. yeah yeah that was about that was three years oh no no it was four years four or five years ago when we played the seahawks in the super bowl like that year he had two really great games and then nothing. and then he, well, he, like, fumbled and then he was, in the next game yeah. and he
1: never played yeah. again the rest of the season yeah
0: and then he was traded i don't even yeah. really remember where he, he was ran. like
1: the most <laughs> picked up guy in fantasy football and then got zeros <laughs> for for the yeah. rest of the year
0: exactly that's one rule and when you're playing fantasy football I just besides Brady and really Gronk who's no longer with us obviously it, you really don't have consistency you don't even know who's playing who's gonna get the ball one I think last season um uh James Devlin got three touchdowns in one game and everyone's like what like, and, and he's guy? a fullback he's our fullback he barely gets the ball for touches well, yeah. but i mean look you know. at chris
1: hogan we had chris hogan exactly. never never did anything you guys get him uh-huh She's not bad you know he didn't set the world on fire but he was pretty good
0: right now he, he came in clutch yeah as needed to be. Now he went
1: off in free agency you'll never hear from him again i guarantee you he'll just fade into <laughs> the sunset
0: exactly, exactly. i'll be like chris who yeah. you know because this if- he played on the uh, the fins too, oh, wasn't yeah. he? That's where he yeah. got his seven oh, yeah. eleven name and yeah. He just bounced around AFC East for a little oh, while, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so that rounds out your first month. Um, and then you guys go to Tennessee to take on the Titans.
1: So I'm still feeling good. So I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna get a W there. So that okay. that'll put us at about four. I think it's four and one, and we'd roll into the four bye week, feeling good. Feeling good about ourselves.
0: That's that's a good way to feel, you know? Yeah. Because then you guys, the Dolphins come and visit you guys at home. So
1: that game, which I I hate playing the Dolphins this early in the year at home. I always Mm like them. I always like to play them in Miami early, even though it's hot. Yep. But I like to play them in Buffalo at the end of the year. But we're going to get them in Buffalo early. I'm feeling like they might have a little quarterback mess going on by that time. Fitzpatrick usually fizzles out by about the fifth game if he's the starter. So I'm going to give us another mm-hmm. W there. So, wow, you guys! So right now we're looking good. Rolling. looking good.
0: <laughs> right now, you guys are looking like the cream of the AFC. So right now we're <laughs> we'd be
1: either tied for first or we'd be in second place mm-hmm. right now, and I'm I'm already buying playoff tickets at this point.
0: Uh- <laughs>
1: But trust me, it goes downhill after this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I was gonna say then the Eagles make a nice little bit. Yeah, so
1: we're gonna lose that game. That the Eagles are gonna be one of the top teams in the NFC. So I mean Carson Wentz is he's a top tier quarterback as long as he can stay healthy. That team is solid, Mm -hmm. well coached. I I don't see any chance of beating them.
0: Yeah and then um, the Redskins play a little visit to you guys as so well. So the Redskins
1: I also feel like are going to have a little mess on their hands. Not sure where they're going to go with the quarterback situation. I know Haskins they drafted him, who I liked him coming out of mm-hmm. Ohio State. But I think mm-hmm. they have I could be wrong. They have Case Keenum as well. So yeah. And Case Keenum is just a lifetime backup who had a small Oh, he's small spark. So Yes,
0: exactly. So I
1: think by that time we could be playing against Dwayne Haskins. I think we actually beat them.
0: Okay. All right, cool. So then uh, you guys head up to Ohio and take on the Browns.
1: So for me, this game is a toss up Mm -hmm. because I don't think anybody knows what's going to come out of Cleveland. I mean, I don't
0: think Cleveland knows what's coming out of Cleveland if we're being. I mean, on paper,
1: they are good on paper.
0: De- mm-hmm. And forget
1: about, you know, Odell and and Jarvis Landry, all these those flashy things. Their defense is really uh, solid.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Their defense is very solid. So for me it was a toss up, and anytime I have a toss up, I pick the Bills. So the Bills are gonna win that game. <laughs>
0: this is great. This is this is gonna be very interesting. We're gonna have to definitely come back to visit you in the mid season and see how this is oh, going. Okay. <laughs> and really <laughs> then you guys um take on the Finns again so that uh yeah that completes your little your little afc division with them what do you guys and think
1: that one is in miami um, mm-hmm. so we we a lot of times we split with the dolphin so I, I i had us taken a loss there mm-hmm. no apparent reason why i just feel like we're not going to win that game
0: It happens.
1: I just I feel like here's where (laughs) you know, again, we're still riding high. We're still thinking about the playoffs at this point, but I think this is where the the natural Buffalo Bills like downfall begins and the letdown. Right. So it it starts about right here.
0: Okay. So after that, the Broncos come and visit you guys at
1: home. So with this one again, they've got they've got Flacco, right? At quarterback.
0: Yes, Flacco's at quarterback.
1: So, and which I, is a very a quarterback solid, quarterback. better than average B plus quarterback for them to have. I, I, I really like Flacco to be honest. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, this was a toss up. But like my rule from earlier, when I go toss up, I go the Bills. So I believe because it's at home, it's gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. I feel like we win that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you guys travel um, to the great state of Texas and take on the crazy, don't know what's happening with their lives, cowboys.
1: So I think by this time the cowboys will have it together. They'll, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll sign. I don't think Dak will be signed to this crazy deal he wants, but he still—he's not getting it, no. So. But he's still no. in his mind playing for it, and mm-hmm. and I don't know if they sign Zeke by then as well. But I think all these right. guys playing for contracts, they're not going to be bad. So, I think we're going to lose that game.
0: Okay. All right. And to finish off the great uh, month of December, we've got uh, the Ravens come and visit you guys at home.
1: So, the Ravens, I actually think the Ravens are going to be really good this year. I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Jackson is, gonna, is so unpredictable at quarterback because it's so, so right. unorthodox. Way he plays, and we played them last year and they absolutely destroyed us. I think it was 47-3 in week one. So I think yeah. <laughs> and they're they play in cold weather, so that that the weather won't have anything to do with it. Still got that hard dose. Right. So I think we're gonna take a loss there.
0: Okay. Um, and then you have you guys go and see the Steelers in Steel City.
1: So the Steelers, I have the Steelers going to the AFC championship. So, I to play your Patriots. So, I believe we're going to lose to this. I think the Steelers are going to be unbelievable this year. I think they trimmed trimmed some of that fat off that roster. You know, Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the league. At least at his press conference, Mm -hmm. he sounds like he's the best coach in the league. But (laughs) I think with his guys that he's got in there, and and they've got something to prove that they got rid of those guys, they're going to be good. I I think those, those guys are going possibly to the Super Bowl. So I got us losing to them.
0: Okay. Then the Patriot, or then you guys go see the Patriots um, to finish out your AFC so rivalry there. Yeah. So at, in New England, I think at this point – We're at we, home.
1: Is it, is it in New England or is it at home?
0: It's at, uh, yeah, it's our home. Okay. Yeah, it's in okay. New England. So I
1: think at that point we we think in our mind we have a chance for the playoffs. And the Patriots know that. So they come out and just absolutely destroy us. <laughs> so we lose that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what always happens. And at the end, we typically, the Patriots typically tend to throw. Well, I don't want to say throw, but they tend to like the last two games of the season, depending on if we've clinched division or not, uh, kind of play our second string, whatever. So I don't think we're doing that then, even if we no, do. I think that
1: if my calculations are right, would be, Eight and six at that point, with with mm-hmm. all the scenarios being played out in front of us all the time, hoping for that playoff run again, but running into going to Foxborough at that point. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And Belichick doesn't bench people. He doesn't. He doesn't sit starters. Right. So, you know,
0: right. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I see
1: us losing that game. So we're eight and seven at that point.
0: Yeah, and then you have the almighty. Final game of the season. You guys play at home, and you guys finish off with the Jets.
1: So it's a home game. Again, we're 8-7. and seven. The the season is on the line here. But I actually think the Jets mm-hmm. will get it together by then. The Jets, to me, probably will be one of those surprise teams. Um, They've got a good mm-hmm. young quarterback, Le'Veon Bell. They've got some good weapons. So I actually think we're going to probably lose that game to finish our season 8-8. Eight and eight.
0: Okay. Yep. That's what I have too with my calculations. So 88 on the season. Not bad. Definitely an improvement from last season, yes. which is good, yes. which you, what you needed. Um, so, yeah, if you guys can do middle of the pack, there's a good, I mean, depending on how the rest of the league goes in the A to C, I mean, you don't know. No. The league is so crazy because honestly, you could be a field goal away from winning a game or losing a game, depending on how other teams go and do, and in your division especially. And you know the division pretty well, so that's a toss-up, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah well, okay. division
1: games are the games. I mean, we have to win those games. Like I said, the Dolphins,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we Dolphins, we always play hard, and the Dolphins always play us hard. So that you never know with them. Same with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we usually roll into the Patriots games trying to play over what we need to play and then end up just, just blowing it. Right. So I I am, I am a little skeptical though of of the Patriots this year only because of the non-gronk situation. I mean, taking that away is huge, not Mm -hmm. having that weapon. So I don't know who that next, Mm -hmm. who that person is going to be. You know, I don't know. They always seem to find some guy or some scheme that works so I just don't know who they're mm-hmm. going to have that can replace that productivity. So,
0: yep. And I don't know either, too, because even just looking at looking at the way that we are playing and looking at who, who we have, we do have a lot of receivers, and we have a lot of backs. So I'm not even sure that whenever we do have our tight ends, whenever we do pick up – because I know we just signed somebody from um, the Falcons, I think, the other day. Um, I think he'll be a blocking kind end. I don't think we're really – Going to have a receiving tight end this year, yeah. So I think you'll see a lot of more a lot more productivity out of the back and um, out of the, the pretty usual. We still have Dwayne Edelman, Tony Michelle, and James White, who were close friends last season, are once again on the team. So I think we'll be solid. Okay.
1: Yeah, and again, in our division, we've got—I mean, not counting uh, Fitzpatrick—there's three young quarterbacks in the league. So I mean, it's tough for these young quarterbacks to to go out and lead their team to a to a playoff run. So
0: exactly. Exactly. So to finish up the episode, I have just a couple of final questions for you. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna ask and just say the first thing that comes to your head. Don't think too hard about it. It's not a pop quiz. It's just for fun, so people kind of get to know you a little better. All right. All right. So the first question I have for you is, what team could you cheer for in the NFL that is not Buffalo Bills?
1: Um. Well, that's pretty easy. I would. I would cheer. And I not would, but I do cheer for the Bears. I married into a Chicago right. family. My wife is a Bears fan, so I always cheer for them. Obviously, unless they're playing the Bills, but no. And right. and, and it, it makes it easy because they were actually pretty good last year. So. So. Yeah. I, I feel like they're <laughs> exactly. probably gonna be good again this year so that's
0: good now what is a dream car that you would love to own if money wasn't of no it had nothing to do with any?
1: dream car I'm not really a big car guy but okay. if I was you know I would actually own a 96 Impala for no reason okay. other than I would look really cool in it and that's it <laughs> I don't know if it drives what well color? I don't know anything else about that, but I just know I would look cool. So that's all I care about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you had a color to pick, what what color Impala would you be driving? It would
1: probably be black.
0: Oh, yeah. Black rims, 20-inch rims on your uh, Chevy Impala. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, And then what – would you not consider an athletic sport that currently is a sport, whether it's in the Olympics or Pan Am Games or whatever? What's a sport that you're like, eh, that's not really a sport? Um, I
1: would probably have to go with NASCAR. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about NASCAR is people always say if you actually go to the event, it's one of the best events or sporting events that they've ever been to, but I just don't consider mm. it sport and I guess people debate that all the time because you've got a I mean there's I, I guess I, I, I don't know if being a driver there's any athleticism in it but I feel like you're just driving a right. car in a circle <laughs>
0: but, I, know. I know I feel the same way I'm like I can't I'm sorry I I feel like it like you said it would be better to go attend a NASCAR race because obviously you'd see you know like the crashes and like all that stuff that's happening but as far as like, do people really sit down and watch four hours of somebody driving around and making a left turn the entire yeah. time? I, no, I don't no. know,
1: that. but I, I do hear <laughs> that when you go, the energy is awesome, the, the atmosphere is really mm. good. So, but yeah, as for the train, like, I don't know if you go into the weight room and train
0: to Why be a driver, I don't right? know. <laughs> that's true. Okay, okay, I see that. And then the final question to round it out, should the Pro Bowl exist? Why or why not?
1: Um, well, I'm going to give you the – I don't think it should. I, I hate the Pro Bowl. I've never watched it. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that yeah, the Pro Bowl please. will never go away. Because anytime right. you, like, even tune into it, the stands are full. People pay mm-hmm. to go, and people watch it. So as long as people are watching mm-hmm. it, it ain't going anywhere. So, I, I mean, I think it, I think I watched a minute of the Pro Bowl one time and was like, this is awful. Like, because they're not, you know, it's not a football game. It's kind of, you know, the guys it's like, aren't tackling each other. They're not – they don't want to hurt right. each other.
0: They're laughing. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think a good idea yeah. of the Pro Bowl would be to turn it into more of a a skills competition – have mm-hmm. seven on seven. Don't have any linemen. So you know, do fun thing events around it. Make it for kids because people would still. Watch, I mean, people watch the combine, so they would watch. Right. They would. Yeah, they're all about. Yeah, it. They would watch a charity event for you know these are pro bowlers. They're you know linemen are going to play seven on seven flag football or you know mm-hmm. the, people would watch that. Like I said, they watch. Yeah. They watch people run the forty yard dash. So. I mean, the,
0: exactly. Over and over and over. I mean, again. we watched
1: the draft for seven rounds, you know, and we're getting guys that
0: <laughs> never hear
1: of and never see.
0: Right. So. Exactly, that's true. I think the Pro Bowl should turn into the Rookie Bowl, and all the rookies that are on different teams should they can be voted into that and be able to play like a seven-on-seven game mm-hmm. too. Because I, I almost feel like. Some of the rookies that get drafted, a couple of things happen. One, they get a starting uh, position. They are in the 53-man roster for their respective teams. Or two, they are practice squad, just j- puddle jumpers, and they jump from squad to squad to squad. And you really don't get to see much of them mm-hmm. and, and much of the activity. But if, and besides preseason, if there was something that's like, okay, rookies, like obviously rookie of the year, you know, the rookies that actually make a name for themselves or whatever, if they get voted to that and they get a little game to play. That would, I think that that would oh, be yeah. really interesting to see. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I and mean, baseball does that. Baseball has their, during their all star kind of week, they have their futures game where it's all young players who are playing. Right. You know, they've got all these charity yeah, events. Yeah.
0: Like, like and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, that's not a
1: bad idea. It. Like I said, I, I don't think they should try and make it a game, because again, those guys don't want to hit yeah. each other. They don't want to, God forbid, hurt somebody. Because again, they're all a, it's it's a brotherhood of people, so they don't want to hurt. Exactly. E- they don't want each other to get hurt. So, I just I think it's it's exactly. like the worst out of out of any All Star game. It's it's the one that I for sure won't watch. Like the NBA is pretty bad right. too, but right, but the Pro Bowl is just awful.
0: The Pro Bowl is like, oh, okay, especially if your team is, uh, you know, getting towards the team or your team's making it to the Super Bowl. Those guys aren't even playing, yeah. anyways. They're not even there. No. You know, so it's kind of like, no. Yeah, I honestly, I've not watched, I can't remember the last time that I've even tuned in to the Pro yeah. Bowl
1: ever. I remember the first year they moved it to. I think it came to Miami for the first time.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, Uh let's
1: go! It'd be cool just to cross it off the bucket list. Let's go to the Pro Bowl." And the tickets were like three hundred dollars, and I'm like, "No, yeah, (laughs) never mind."
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "No, I'm good." That is so true. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Boss Dave and the Man Cave and hyping up your mafia. It's been good talking Hashtag to you Bills Mafia. <laughs> for sure. And I'll see you a couple of games. I'm sure we'll try to get together and see what the Bills are going to do this oh, year. Yeah.
1: You better hope we don't beat the Patriots because you're going to get blown up on the phone.
0: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I fully expect it.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for having me on.
0: No problem. We'll talk soon.